Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town. Misleading marketing gets called out for what it is. And you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. You hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. Research is imperative to making continued strides in studying health and nutrition for livestock. But have you thought about some unlikely research subjects that can help make improvements in the way we raise our animals? Dr. Lindsay Whitaker has her doctorate in biological information sciences from the University of Missouri. She has been with Biozyme, a leader in animal nutrition since 2017 and has been around animals, specifically horses, her entire life. This week's topic is particularly interesting. We're going to be talking about how we can use flies to study feed additives to be used for livestock. Yeah, that's right, John. So we're going to do a little bit of thinking outside the box today. Can you start by explaining to me where this idea came from? Well, it really started by um, Biozyme needing to do a lot of research and wanting to get the results both accurately and quickly. So you turn to flies. Why not uh, mice or rats? Well, yeah. So we turn to fruit flies or Drosophila, as they are commonly called in the research world. And we definitely could have used something like mice or rats, um, but the flies really fit better with the research model that we wanted. And why is that? Well, for a few reasons. So fruit flies are actually a really versatile model for a variety of phenomena that occur in animals, mammals, and other vertebrates. There are many technical advantages of using Drosophila over vertebrate models like mice. So for one, they are really easy and inexpensive to culture and raise in laboratory conditions. Um, They also have a much shorter life cycle than uh, other model animals like mice and rats. They produce very large numbers of offspring. And their genome, the the collection of all their DNA, and their transcriptome, uh, all the collection of their genes, have been really widely characterized and reported in the public domain. So they can easily um, be genetically modified in numerous ways, should that be warranted. And in general, you can basically model just about anything you can imagine in livestock in a fly. For example, heat stress. And you can do that about one one one-hundredth of the cost. And their environment, which is essentially a test tube, can be controlled very, very easily. Um, Take another example, longevity. That's probably not something we would study for livestock, but maybe it would be something that we would be interested in for, say, pets. Well, we can study longevity in thousands of flies for a small cost uh, in just about 50 days. The same research in a dog, or even if we were to use that mouse model, would take years. That's interesting. Can you uh, talk me through how you might use the fruit flies to study something specific as it relates to um, animal production. What are the steps? 
Sure. Yeah. So let's take uh, leaky gut, for example. Do you know what leaky gut is? Oh, yeah. I've got to change shirts four times a day. (laughs) You mean when the gut becomes inflamed and leaks toxins? Yeah. Basically, that's leaky gut in a nutshell. Um, Leaky gut has become a, a really popular topic in both human and animal health. And one nice thing about leaky gut is it's really easy and actually kind of fun to study in fruit flies. So here's what we do. This is exciting because in the lab we call these the Smurf flies. Smurf. Yeah, like the little blue cartoon people, Smurfs. Yeah. Just hold on, you'll see why. Okay, so we want to see if a feed additive or really at this point it might not even be a feed additive yet but some kind of bioactive compound we want to see if it might help with leaky gut and let's say that we intend to use this in livestock um, which leaky gut you know commonly occurs when they're stressed but studying leaky gut in livestock like cattle is sort of hard and fairly time consuming and usually it probably means sacrificing the animal so instead, uh, we're going to try, try it in fruit flies first. The first step is the diet. All the fruit flies are going to be fed exactly the same diet, and that diet's going to have a marker in it for leaky gut, um, which is a large molecule that is blue in color that could only be absorbed if the gut was inflamed and leaky. So then half of the fruit flies' diets will be treated with the bioactive compound that we're interested in, And now we actually raise and feed the fruit flies and we can cause stress to all of them, like say an environmental stress. So for example, we know in cattle and and in livestock that heat stress um, is one of the premier causes of leaky gut. So what we can do is just take these flies, um, put their test tube homes in some boiling water, and there you go, heat stress. Now we can monitor the flies And remember, we're trying to see if the bioactive compound can prevent or attenuate that gut leakiness. We will know which flies are leaky simply by looking at them because they will be blue, just like the Smurfs. This is something that you obviously couldn't do with cows or mice. So it's really simple with the flies. If all the control flies are blue and all or most of the flies that were fed the bioactive compound we're researching are not blue, well, then you've probably got something. And then what? Is, is that sort of the end? Nope. That's the good thing about research. It's never over. <laughs> it's called job security. Um, just kidding. But, but no, that's not the end. If you end up with Smurfs or blue flies in your control and what we call non-Smurfs in your treatment group, very scientific, um, the cool thing about the flies is you can then immediately start digging into why that worked. What we can do is uh, start sequencing the genes of the control flies and the treatment flies to see what genes were actually being expressed during the experiment. Because the fly transcriptome or the collection of their genes is relatively small, this is pretty cheap and easy to do. But it can still give you an indication of what would be happening in another species like cattle? Yes. So actually, the flies have about 15,000 genes in their genome, and cattle have something around 20,000. But the relationship between the gene sets is very, very close. Um, It's the same with fruit flies and humans. So these fruit flies are, are really an excellent model. 
So how does studying the genes help? Okay, so the next step is we now know, um, hypothetically, that the bioactive compound worked to help mitigate leaky gut. Now what we're going to do is sequence the expressed genes in the controls and the genes that were expressed in the treatment group, the the group that was fed that bioactive compound. And what we're going to look for is genes that are differentially expressed, um, meaning genes that are significantly more or significantly less expressed in one group versus the other. And then knowing that can really help us understand the actual mechanism behind why a given compound can help with something like leaky gut. Okay, then you're ready to go to market? Well, not quite. Then we need to, you know, scale up to the livestock, uh, our actual targeted use, and confirm that the activity that we saw in the flies is prevalent in the species that we're we're interested in going to market with. Um But we're in a lot better place at that point than if we just, you know, straight away went to cattle or some other livestock species first, because we kind of already know what results we should expect, and we actually have an explanation behind why it worked. Well, most of the time, do you find whatever works in the flies works in livestock as well? So far, um, in the infancy of this experimentation, yes. But of course, you know, that could change. So far, though, it's been a really good model for us. Um, We can use the fruit fly as a cheaper, quicker way to get preliminary results on bioactive compounds or fermentation products that we might just kind of have a hunch about. Um, If they don't work out in the flies, then, of course, we probably won't invest the money or the time to study them in livestock. That helps keep the cost of developing new additives down when and helps the cost stay down when they go to market because there's less that's having to be being spent in the initial research and development stages. And we think it's really important to pass those savings along. We also think that the power of using this method is really to know more about the mode of action of these additives. A lot of times, ourselves and, and as an industry as a whole, we know something works, but we don't always know how. And... That kind of uh, bothers me just because I'm me, but it also is actually important because if you do know how and exactly how something works, you can kind of play off of that. So you might be able to make it better. You might be able to tweak the manufacturing process to actually make that product more efficacious, even better than it is today. Um, you might be able to guide decisions about when to use that specific feed additive, how to use it more accurately. There's a million reasons, really, why it's helpful to know exactly how bioactive compounds and feed additives work and why they work. And Biozyme is really committed to, to figuring that out because we think it's going to be how animal agriculture really puts their best foot forward for the rest of the world. So... We can look to Biozyme in the future to be developing feed additives using this out-of-box technology? Yes, absolutely. That is the goal. We might think of fruit flies as pesky little creature that invades our homes when the temperatures or conditions are just right. However, under the right conditions and in the right circumstances, these nuisances can be an effective research partner. I'd like to thank Lindsay for joining us, and I want to... Encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap 
in animal agriculture. <laughs>